All right, so we are um, recording and, and ready to go. So um, glad to have everyone here with us. And um, as some of you know, we've had, we are without internet here at the church and you realize how dependent you are when you don't have something. Um, and so we are using Kate's phone as a, as a hotspot, um, but you know, as any of you have tried that before, no, it's it's not quite as as good as the regular Wi-Fi connection. So, um, so hopefully we'll we'll be okay. But we're glad to be able to to have this this session um, for those who are here in the room with us and um, those who are joining us online. So I want to um, first of all welcome Rob Leacock. Um, for those of you who have not met Rob, Rob is, um, and his family are, are um, members here and they are, um, they are um, part, part of this community in a variety of ways. Um, but Rob is also an ordained Episcopal priest and serves as chaplain at Episcopal Collegiate School. Uh, as he said, he uh, works with high school students um, mostly, I, I believe. And, um, and and Rob also sometimes is not here on Sunday mornings because sometimes helps do some supply work in, in the diocese um, when needed. So a few, when soon after Rob came to Christchurch, um, discovered that Rob has a practice of praying the rosary. And this is something that I've explored here and there throughout my life, but never really um, been able to find a consistent practice with. So as we, Kate and I were talking about having some sessions about spiritual practices, Rob immediately came to mind as someone that we would want to, to share with us. So I'm going to invite Rob now to, to, first of all, just if you want to say anything else in the introduction, and then um, I'd love to know how and when the rosary came, became part of your, your spiritual practice in your life of prayer. Sure. Well, I'm, thank you for welcoming me here. I mean, this is sort of our Little Rock spiritual home, so it, it feels nice to be welcomed in this way. I pray that I offer something edifying and at least put no stumbling block in front of anybody. Um, the rosary, uh, I always say that the rosary just sort of happened to me. It, it was sort of uh, given to me that the sort of uh, the story I, I, that I tell is that in my exploration of my vocation as a college student, the summer after my sophomore year, uh, I went to a place called St. Gregory's Abbey, which is a Benedictine monastery in the Episcopal tradition, very sort of rare bird, but it's in Three Rivers, Michigan. It's a, a tiny little community, but they welcome people, men, uh, to come in the summer to explore monastic vocation. And I, I wasn't sure that I had a monastic vocation, but I thought, well, at least I'll take this opportunity to check. Um, and I went and it was um, it was a wonderful time. Um, you know, lots of people, when I told them what I was doing, they were like, oh, those Benedictines are, they're very strict, you know, and um, it was like the most relaxing month of my life. Like all I did was all I did was pray and eat delicious food. And I had some chores, but it was like refilling butter dishes and, you know, uh, gardening. And um, so we had, uh, you know, they, they do, they do. I mean, you, you wake up, you go to church, you go to breakfast, you go to church, you do some chores, you go to church, eat lunch. You go to, I mean, it's just it, it, really your job is mostly prayer. And then we would have Vespers, we'd have evening prayer, and then there would be 30 minutes of meditation. And that was like, I mean, these guys were pros. 
But for me, meditation was not something I had ever really explored. And at that time in my life, I was very much in the like, I'm not really good at meditation. And it was just because I had never really practiced it. And I didn't really know enough about it. And nobody had sort of helped me get the basics. I was, I was mistaken about what meditation really was, but they had this beautiful little um, side chapel with this beautiful wood carved statue of Mary. And they had these rosaries and I sort of knew what a rosary was. Um, and I, I sort of was curious about it. And I asked, um, I asked a particular monk if he could tell me about it, uh, Brother Francis. Um, and he gave me a very um, detailed step-by-step instruction on how to pray the rosary. Um, and I thought, oh, this is great. Like I've, I've been given sort of a practical tutorial. And so during Vespers that summer, rather than just sort of sit and for 30 minutes and look around the chapel or doze off or get frustrated, um, I would pray, I would pray the rosary. And it, it, uh, it sort of occupied this sort of space and time for me. Um, and then, um, but something just, it, you know, it made, it made sense uh, to me as a practice. And it's something that um, I became really fascinated by. I, I left the monastery that summer. I still had some summer left and I, I was like, I don't even know how to get, like I didn't have a rosary. And I, so I literally like went to Michael's and I bought some beads and some twine and I made a rosary and it was the most, unwe- I mean, it was like this long, it was like dragging, I would be praying it and dragging on the floor, it was absurd. And then um, I eventually figured out that I, um, I could maybe visit a Catholic church in town and I found one with a little bookstore and uh, I, I bought a, a much more manageable uh, rosary. I think it's, I think it's this one. I have, I brought a few with me and just this tiny little, little rosary. Um, and so that, that's sort of how it became sort of a, a, you know, that's the sort of initial story. And it, again, it was just, you know, it just sort of happened to me uh, in the midst of, you know, my, my broader prayer discipline and, um, it has been sort of a fixture and feature um, for the last 20, getting closer to 25 years now. Um, but there, there's been lots of little bits and pieces uh, connected to that along the way, of course. Well, I'd love to, you know, one of the things I think, so you started with this sort of contemplative way into the rosary. Yes. And, and so I'm curious, you know, one of the things that I've, found with rosary practice and, and also with like orthodox prayer ropes and sure, other sure. types of tangible practices is that oftentimes they begin as a, as a kind of contemplative practice. But part of what I, it fascinates me about the rosary is that there are all of these layers to it Yes, that you can have an intention. So there's an intercessional aspect yes. to it. Yes. And then the kind of um, more mental prayer or, you know, using images and the, the different mysteries. Yes. yes and, so, and so I'd love for you to kind of explain all of that and then how that works for you. Yes. Um, well, so I'll start with um, um, something that I've discovered about prayer. And this is certainly true of, of the rosary. <clears throat> and it's something that uh, is really, I think, important to me to sort of perhaps my personality or my approach is that the rosary is a very, um, you know, it's a very physical, it's a very physical act. It's very tactile, you know, it's this, um, 
you have to you have to hold the beads and you sit there and you you sort of you know you 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 literally go around bead by bead with these prayers um and for me i think that has had a, a great a great value i've learned that uh, prayer in any form uh and i think we forget this we think that prayer meditation is some sort of like mental trick that we have to learn but it is always primarily a physical activity right anytime we pray or meditate we literally change our bodies or we have to pay attention to how our bodies are arranged or we do things so i think one thing has been really valuable to me is is you know that that aspect um you know if i i pray i mean the the term rosary can be applied to lots of different sort of types of prayer i i typically use you know a sort of traditional what they call a five decade dominican rosary if you want to get super technical it's a it's a traditional roman catholic you know and that's just what i was i was taught with so i've i've stuck with that and it does have um, you know, for every, there's five, what they call decades, five groups of 10 beads divided by single beads. And when you pray the rosary, um, there are several, uh, what they call, you know, mysteries, these, these sort of meditations. And they're, they're, you know, just sort of rooted in, in, in the gospels and in the life of Jesus, you know, they, um, they begin with the joyful mysteries and that you begin with the, uh, the annunciation and the visitation when Mary goes and visits Elizabeth and then the birth of Jesus. And then when Mary and Joseph present Jesus in the temple uh, to Simeon, and then when Mary and Joseph find Jesus as a teenager teaching in the temple, those are the joyful mysteries. And so with each decade, you, you are, you know, you, you meditate on, on that particular mystery. And there are even, um, I, I don't do this, but there are, are more scripturally rooted um, methods of prayer where there's a, a, a scripture verse for each bead, for each mystery. Um, that gets a bit, you know, um, a little unwieldy to me, but um, I, it's, I've, I've seen it done a lot of times if, if, if people pray sort of corporately the rosary where like somebody's sort of leading a group of people, they may, they may do that. But it, um, and there's, I mean, I, the, you know, there's the, there's the sorrowful mysteries, um, just to go through them all. Jesus uh, prays in the garden, uh, the, the agony in the garden, the passion in the garden. Um, Jesus, uh, the scourging of Jesus, Jesus being whipped, uh, Jesus receiving the crown of thorns, Jesus carrying the cross, uh, and Jesus' crucifixion. Um, then there's the glorious mysteries, which are the resurrection, um, the ascension into heaven, the sending of the Holy Spirit, um, the uh, different people call it different things. Sometimes people call it the Annunciation or even the, the, the death of the, the Virgin Mother. And then um, the last one is uh, Mary receives her, her heavenly crown. I mean, I, you know, the, there is an orientation. We probably talk about this a little bit, you know, toward Mary figures somewhat prominently in the, in the life of the rosary. Uh, and I have certainly a lot of thoughts and feelings. Um, and then sometime in the 90s, um, I had to learn this in my prayer life, uh, Pope John Paul II added a fourth mystery um, called the Luminous Mysteries. Um, and um, I, I, I like these ones very much. Um, they're the, it's the baptism by John in the Jordan, um, the changing of the water into wine at the wedding of Cana, uh, the proclamation of the kingdom of God, the transfiguration and the celebration of the Last Supper. And really, if you line them up in the right order, it goes from the Annunciation 
all the way, all the way through the life of Jesus. So every day has a sort of different mystery. So if you pray it sort of regularly enough, it's this sort of ongoing contemplation of the life of the life of Jesus from his, his birth through his resurrection and, and beyond. So, I mean, that's the sort of layer for me. It's also, um, it does have a strong um, sort of intercessory capacity, um, at least for me. Um, and this is where we get into this. Uh, you know, I, I feel like, you know, anytime anybody asks me about the rosary, um, it's with, a, I think, a, a genuine um, sort of level of curiosity. Like some people, you know, have said to me, are, are you allowed to pray the rosary? Um, <laughs> no one yet has tried to stop me. Um, I've, you know, I've been asked by, by Catholics and, and non-Catholics alike, um, you know, I'm, I guess I would follow, you know, St. Paul's precept where he says, you know, nothing is unlawful, you know, and if it builds you up, uh, you know, I think in your spiritual life, then that's good. I, I completely understand that the rosary might not be everybody's a bag, but, um, I've never been like a, a, you know, try to convert people to the rosary. Like I said, the rosary just happened to me. I showed up at a monastery and somebody, lit, you know, quite literally said, here's how you do it. And I, I did it. But for me, you know, the thing about, about it is that, you know, when I approach the rosary and I'll, I'll admit that I have, you can call it whatever you want, some sort of devotion uh, to the Holy Mother or veneration, I, you know, it doesn't matter to me what you call it. Um, she's an example. Um, she always presents herself to me as an example. Um, that's to me what the saints are. Uh, I have a similar devotion to John the baptizer, right? And so when I think of him, he's always pointing to Jesus, right? So that's, that's the example I follow with, with John. He's always pointing to the Lamb of God. To me, Mary is the example of prayer, right? Um, so I think about, uh, we remember the story, right? She's always pondering things in her heart. And this is, to me, this is the most wonderful thing about her, this most extraordinary thing, right? She's always pondering these things and it's often about her son. And I just think like, boy, that lady must have prayed for her kid, something fierce, right? I mean, that, that, that is a deep part of my spiritual imagination. And so I think of her sort of prayers, you know, as, as the mother of Jesus. And I also think of, you know, if we are to, to, you know, really accept the idea of the communion of saints, those beloved in the Lord who have gone on, who are now a part of the communion of saints, um, it, is my, um, it is my deep hope that they are interceding on my and your behalf, <laughs> uh, because I really, I really need it. Um, I, I can't remember um, how, how it happened some years ago at some sort of uh, a spiritual retreat at a parish I was working for. We were talking about fear, and I really identified my greatest fear is that nobody is praying for me. Um, and I don't like to think about that. I, I hope that people are praying for me. So if I think like, gosh, you know, Mary is, is part of that communion of saints and, you know, uh, surely she is making intercession on our behalf. And I think likewise, I feel called to make intercession. So I often use my time with the rosary as an opportunity to pray, to pray for other people, to pray for um, things that are going on in our world. Um, a lot of times it's to pray for uh, my clergy colleagues who I think are, are in need of and worthy of my 
my earnest prayers. Uh, and I think it's also like sometimes my my intercessions in uh, you know in church or in my regular prayer life are are often sort of obligatory. Like I just sort of all right, all right, Lord, I'm going to read off this list of names now. Um, you know what to do, and and that's fine. But sometimes I feel like I need to approach my intercessions with deeper intention, and the, the rosary lets lets me lets me do that. And I, I, you know, I, I, I think of the object and I think like, I'm just, I'm, I'm stringing together my prayers uh, as we all uh, often do in our life for some person or, or some, some concern that we have. Um, I've forgotten the question at this point, but. Uh, um, I think you answered Okay, that. all right, okay. <laughs> so th this brings up a lot of, a lot of more questions for me, but one is, you know, I'm interested in how you fit this into your, your life and, and how it, how it fits in with your other spiritual practices. Um, so do you have a, a regular time that you say the rosary or is it something that you just kind of have in your pocket and you just kind of pull out when, or, or both? Y yes. Um, the answer to all of that is yes. I mean, I, the, um, I mean, I again, I, I, my attitude toward my prayer life, I think, is, is, um, well, I'll just say it like I, I would liken my prayer life to um, closer to like um, my approach to, you know, exercise, or um, I'll say even my approach to like the, the chores of my daily existence that need to be done. That might not sound very nice, but. Um, you know, to me, uh, you know, my, my prayer life is sort of of necessity. It's, it's part of my own sort of personal upkeep, which is to say that like some days I feel like, oh man, my prayer life is really in tune. And I feel in other days I'm like, I am just going through the motions. I'm just reading the words, but I always think like, um, I can't, I can't do it or not do it just because it's feeling great. Or, you know, just because it's not clicking doesn't mean that I, I should be like, oh, well, it's not working today. So I'll just <laughs> wait and see how I feel tomorrow. So um, that's just a, an aside. You know, I pray the daily office. I pray morning, morning prayer, uh, noonday prayer and evening prayer as regularly as I can. Uh, I keep trying to work Compline in, but I, I usually remember right as I'm drifting off to sleep um, to do that. And that's really sort of the, the backbone of my spiritual life. The rosary is, um, is one of those things I, I try very much to make it a daily practice and I hit my stride where it's very sort of regular, usually like it's in the afternoon uh, or sometimes in the evening. Um, um, and, and, and sometimes I sort of, I forget and I, I sort of hit a period where I, I'm not, I'm not praying it as often or as regularly as I should. And, and then what will happen is um, something will remind me of this important discipline. Um, and uh, it will be, uh, for instance, um, a, a colleague will email me and say, would you come to a Sunday school class to talk about the rosary? And I will say, oh yes, this is very important to me. <laughs> this is important to me. Or um, um, 
I will, um, this, is a, this is a true story. I will meet with some, some clergy colleagues at another parish and uh, we will be talking about, you know, the struggles in our spiritual life. And um, I will notice over in the corner of the room, the statue of the Holy Mother. And she's, she's looking at me in a very compassionate way, but the message is clear. She's like, Rob, it's, you, really, you really need to pray, Rob. I mean, it's, you know, let's not forget to pray. She's always, calling me to prayer or, you know, I, one time I'm driving down Markham, uh, we live by the school for the deaf and I saw some teenage kid uh, uh, with, you know, a rosary around his neck. And it was like, I mean, it was big and it was like flapping in the breeze as he was coming down the hill on his bike. And I was like, there she is. She's reminding me reminding me to, to prayer. So it's, um, and, and very often I, sometimes I just, you know, it, it is, I, in my daily life or encounter, there's somebody who I think, you know, really needs my prayer. And I set a special intention um, in the Catholic tradition, it's called a novena. It's where uh, for every day for nine days, you, you pray the rosary with a, with a special intention for someone or something. So I will, I will decide to do that and be very, be very regular and disciplined uh, about that so that um, um, as a way of praying, praying for somebody. And, and it, it might be that I just, you know, it, it's not necessarily because I think a person's having a hard time. It's just I, something says to me like, oh, I should pray for that. I should pray for that person. So it, it is, um, I, I feel like it, 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 for me, it's a discipline that finds a lot of different expression at different, at different moments, but it's this thing that I'm sort of constantly, constantly sort of, sort of called to. Um, and, and I, and, you know, I mean, I, I say these things, like I see a kid, you know, wearing a rosary around his neck and, and, um, you know, I think like, oh, is this a sign? Um, and I go, well, it's not, not a sign. Right. Or I see a, an image of the Virgin mother and I'm like, this, is she telling me something? And I'm like, well, I, she's not, not telling me something like I, um, I sort of take them, you know, and it's very earnest, uh, because I think we're all called to pray in so many ways in, in our world where we're bombarded with all sorts of input and distraction. It's easy to sort of lose sight of that. Um, I sometimes talk about the, the rosary is, is, um, is a spiritual tether. Um, and it's, it's um, praying it, it, you know, is, is a way of binding. I, I will, I've told people it, it binds me to Christ and sometimes it's binding me together because I think I'm gonna fall apart at any minute or I feel like the world is gonna fall apart. Um, at the start of the pandemic, I can remember, it was a really uh, very regular part of my practice because of, of, I think the uncertainty that we felt, you know, where we're like two weeks, it'll be done, two weeks. And then it wasn't two weeks <laughs> and it was like six weeks. Uh, you know, and that, that sort of thing. So I, I don't know if that, it, yeah. Well, part, part of what um, I was thinking as, as you're, you're talking was, it seems like the, in addition to being a tether, it's, it's a way of learning to pay attention to the world in yes. a different way. Yes. Um, I think about, you know, I'm a bird watcher and 
there's a thing with bird watching. The people who look for rare birds find them more often. Um, Funny how that works. <laughs> right. So if you, you know, you see a big bunch of gulls and there's like a hundred ring bull gulls, some people just say, oh, that's a hundred ring bull gulls. And some people say, there's a Thayer's gull in there somewhere. And that's, that's a rare gull. Sure. And, and so I'm going to skim through every one of these hundred because I know that there's, and, and, and it seems that prayer can work in that way yes. in, in seeing God and hearing God's yes. in, in the world. So I'd love to hear more about how that, that works for you. Yes. I mean, you know, it, it's, um, uh, I think sometimes I'm, you know, it, it is, uh, a thing in my life, uh, prayer in general, certainly the rosary, where I feel like um, I've got to not be doing all of the, th the other things that life is demanding of me because it's driving me crazy or because I, I'm not feeling, you know, especially connected to, to my work or to, to um, so the rosary, again, sort of helps me occupy a time and space in my life that where I'm like, okay, well, I'm just, I'm just going to do this. I'm not going to try to do a hundred things or try to get my to-do list or, or solve all the problems that I think need solving. I'm just going to pray these prayers. <clears throat> I think um, also the, the rosary, I mean, I, I think like that's at sort of at its, at its most basic, like, you know, it's, it's, um, it's helping me again. Prayer is a discipline. It's a practice. It's something that you have to do again and again and again. Um, and I don't think for any particular outcome other than to just keep praying. Um, but sometimes it, um, I mean, I think it, 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 what happens for me is it helps call me to, to, further, to further prayer, to deeper prayer. Um, sometimes when I pray the rosary and I get to the end, um, not all the time, but sometimes I think, Maybe I'll just pray it again. Maybe I'll just keep, maybe I'll just go around again. Uh, occasionally I'll, I will do that. Not, not often, but it, um, not, it's not just some sort of particular, you know, like feeling like, oh, it makes me feel good, but it, I, I don't know. It, it calls me to, to, to deepen my, my prayer in, in a certain way. I don't know. It, it's hard to articulate. I think it does also make me, it does make me feel connected. I mean, I, I was talking a minute ago about, you know, again, like I was at, I was at St. Mark's with some clergy colleagues and I, and there's like a couple of at St. Mark, this is just something I observed. They've got like four or five pictures or statues of Mary around. So I, you know, I sort of turned around like, oh, she's there again. Um, you know, but it, it is a way of sort of paying attention of, of, um, to, to spiritual matters, to, to things I, you know, I, I've never been, um, my spiritual existence has never been one that's, um, I've never had grand visions or heard, uh, you know, sort of clear, the heavens have never parted and as much as I've wanted them to, for God to tell me sort of straightforward what to do. Um, but there are, there are small moments and I think, um, Prayer is the means by which we we can become a little a little closer. We, we can see the rare bird, you know. But we have to we have to practice looking for it. We have to practice being engaged. But that's the, you know, 
to me, that's sort of like a little bit of the spiritual icing on, on the cake. You know, um, I don't, I don't know that I approach my prayer life going like, oh, I'm doing this so that like, I can be ready for this wonderful moment. Um, those just sort of, sort of happen as they do. Well, you, you mentioned connection and, and I wonder, have you ever practiced the rosary as a, in, in a, in a group? Um, Cause I know it can be an individual practice, but I, I came into the Episcopal <clears throat> church in the diocese of Chicago, um, which is known to be a very like Anglo-Catholic or there, yes, there are a number yeah, of, Anglo yes. and, and my neighborhood parish was an Anglo-Catholic parish and they had a group that would meet together to pray the rosary. Um, so have you ever done any of that? I, I, I've never, I've never had much of an opportunity, um, but there, there have been similar connections um, that I have, I have encountered um, here and there. One that comes to mind was um, I, I have a, a clergy acquaintance who lives in the Nashville area, and um, she and I don't know each other that well, but we have a lot of we have a lot of personal connections and overlap in, through our career, and so we we both kind of feel like we know each other pretty well. And I. Um, we haven't talked about this. I, 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 I make, I make rosaries. I found this like kooky little website that will sell you kits. And I started making them. Um, so I guess you could call it spiritual arts and crafts. So I made her a rosary and I, I prayed in Ovina and I, I sent it to her. She was having a sort of, um, I think it, I, I observed that she was having a sort of challenging part of her life. And so I prayed in Ovina for her and I sent her the rosary. And then, um, a couple months later, um, during Lent, she messaged me out of nowhere, and she said, um, "She said through no no prompting of my own, she said, parishioners came to me and asked if they could pray the Rosary corporately during during Lent." And um, I, I think she was trying to credit me a little bit, but I I mean I I mean that was a sort of I think we both sort of marveled at that at that connection. Um, rosary wasn't a big part of her practice. It was just this group of parishioners that wanted to do it. Um, so, I mean, there, there's that kind of thing. I've never, um, you know, it, um, I, I have connected with people uh, over, over the rosary um, in, in a number of ways. And um, sometimes through my, my own spiritual need, I, I remember I was on a retreat, uh, clergy retreat in California, and I, um, I was like, I, I need to pray uh, the rosary. It, it is often my go-to sort of spiritual discipline when I feel like I really need to, to pray in an intentional way. And I'm literally like looking around the room going, I don't, I don't have a rosary. Who, who has got one? And I just, I sort of like, kind of like sized people up. And I, I asked this guy who's, um, um, He's actually the son of, of Ben Helmer, who's a priest in this diocese, a guy named, uh, or he's retired, Ben Helmer's retired now, but Richard Helmer is a priest out in California. And I was like, Richard, you um, got a rosary with you? And he's like, as a matter of fact, I do. And, you know, he produced this and I thought, oh man, you know, he really sort of, um, he really sort of uh, rescued me. Uh, you know, another, another, this doesn't exactly answer your question, but, you know, a the story I, I sometimes tell is um, when I worked in a parish in Dallas, it was a young priest and it was my day to go uh, to the hospital 
uh, to visit people. And there was a woman in the parish. Um, they, they were not super regular um, parishioners. They, they were known in our parish because they had been great financial contributors. And she was sort of in the hospital for kind of vague reasons. What had happened was is that she was uh, detoxing in the hospital before she went to rehab for some drug and alcohol issues. But the family was obviously feeling very sort of tense about that and they hadn't really disclosed that. But <clears throat> I didn't know her, I don't, I don't even remember her name. I, I don't think I could pick her out of a lineup. <clears throat> I was a young priest, some of the older clergy sort of knew the family a little bit better, but it was my day and I went um, to see her and, and, and she was not in, in good shape. She was you know, very welcoming, but she was very agitated. She cried almost the entire time. She looked physically uncomfortable and just distressed, but she was very intent on visiting with me. And, you know, I just sat there and listened. And at one point she says to me, you know, uh, she said, well, you know, I was raised Catholic. And she's like, I've just been, I've just been praying to get through this. And she said, I was praying, I was praying the rosary, but I said, I don't have one. So I was counting the prayers on my fingers. And I pulled, you know, a wooden rosary from my pocket and I handed it to her. And this story isn't, isn't about me, but it was like throwing a drowning person a rope. I mean, I'm, I, again, I don't know, I don't really remember what she looks like, but I'll never forget the look on her face. And she, I mean, she grabbed it and she was like clutching it with her fists like a child would clutch. Um, and I, I left soon thereafter, but I, um, I, I mean, I, I think of that moment, right, as this way in which, you know, the work we do with prayer really, really does keep us connected to in very real and human human ways to each other. Um, and I mean, I've had lots of other, other sort of encounters uh, like that. And, and I also think about this, like when I'm praying the office, you know, I pray a lot by myself, but I'm always thinking like other people are doing this. Like I'm, I, it's like, I'm not doing this, like surely there are other people in the world, there are other, people out there who are joining in prayer, you know, at this moment or in their own way or in their own time. And so I, I, I try to be mindful of that, of that kind of connection to the very real work and discipline of prayer. Right. I, I think sometimes I have to remember like this, I, I have to do my, I have to do my little part, right. Maybe I don't feel like doing my prayer. You know, the alarm goes off close to five. I don't always want to get up and say morning prayer, but like part of it is, I have to do my my part for the for the team, you know. Um, so I feel I feel uh, connected, you know, in in that way through through the practice. I'm going to open it up for questions in a moment, but I but I thought um, before we get into that, just for someone who is interested in experimenting with this, um, I know that there are a number of books, websites, also probably, you know, endless resources. Yeah. Are there, what would you recommend for someone who wants to, to give this a try? Um, I mean, you know, the simple, the simple response is just, you know, with any practice, I think just try it on your own terms. I mean, I think I am often a person of like, I need to know the right way to do like, am I, am I holding my you know rosary the correct way? I, you know, and I had to get over that, you know, that, 
the same thing with like, you know, you could pray the office and there's all sorts of little rubrics and you can ask a priest how to do it and they'll tell you and you'd be like, that's not how I do it. Um, I mean, the, the, the truth is, is that, you know, something like prayer beads are, um, you know, it's a very diverse, I mean, like a lot, most major religious traditions, uh, Islam, Buddhism, um, have have like prayer beads, have some sort of way of like counting prayers or counting meditations or or some sort of spiritual practice. You mentioned an orthodox an orthodox prayer rope, which you know is like a rosary. It's part of the the Eastern Christian tradition, using the the Jesus prayer, where you know you just say. Uh, Jesus, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner, and you just say that over and over for each rope or each knot in in the rope. Um, you know, I, I mean, there there are there are countless websites. I think you know it is it is part of the Roman Catholic tradition. So it you know it uses the it uses the Hail Mary, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Um, which is regarded as sort of a part of the Roman Catholic tradition. Most of that comes from scripture. Um, there are quotations from, from scripture from when Elizabeth and Mary greet one another when they're both pregnant with John the baptizer and Jesus respectively. Um, you know, and there's, I mean, so there's lots of, there's lots of resources out there where you can, you know, that will tell you, well, Monday is the joyful mysteries and Tuesday is the sorrowful mysteries and when, you know, and so forth. Um, so there's, you know, there's an endless, there are, 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 are plenty of books. I mean, I think anybody who wants to do this, right, if you pick any, you know, any good prayer or, or a verse from scripture that you, that means something to you and you take some sort of rope or link of beads and you just quietly repeat that verse or that prayer, uh, I, to me, I think that is a, a simple but wonderful discipline to engage in, to occupy spiritual time and space for yourself. Um, and it may be that you, you know, you, you come to the way that I, I pray the rosary. I mean, there are, there are, you will come across what is called an Anglican rosary. Here's an example. Uh, my friend uh, and our colleague, Mary Vano at St. Margaret's, the rector of St. Margaret's, she uh, made this for me. Um, um, and it, it's got like a different, different number of beads on it. Um, and there's lots of different ways you can you can pray it. So, I mean, I guess I'd say like, um, you know, there's no right. I, I guess you could do like the wrong way of praying it, but um, I, I think it's mostly like, as long as you're practicing it and and it it is an aid to you and calling you to to a deeper life of prayer, then then that's fine, and not get too hung up on the particulars. I mean, you can if you want, but. Um, and that might be helpful to you. Um, but there's lots of, I mean, there, there, I think one thing I discovered was that there, there's a much greater diversity of using a prayer tool like this than we might, we might think. And, you know, I, I mean, again, I, I think we're, we're at a place probably in our world where it, it's really okay for us to not get caught up on, on, I pray the rosary. It doesn't mean that I, I belong to a group or a club or I identify in a particular way, you know, like, you know, I don't, I don't know that I would say I'm Anglo-Catholic. Maybe I'm like Anglo-Catholic adjacent. Like I don't, you know, but that doesn't mean anything. I'm just a guy who's trying to, who's trying to pray uh, 
the best way I know how, you know? And so I don't, I don't think we need to, you know, again, nobody's ever said like, you can't do that. And I'll be like, you try and stop me. Um, um, so I, you know, I, I think, you know, we can get caught up in traditions and labels, but sure. I don't think that at the end of the day, I don't think that those really mean too, too much in the context of prayer at least, so. Thanks. Well, what a, um, you, you, you already hit on one of my other questions oh, about the Anglican Rosary. Yes. So, um, but I'm going to open it up for questions. I see there's a check the comments here on the. Um, okay. Um, so any any um, any other any questions online or here in the room? And if you are online, just. Um, Unmute yourself and wave your hand, and I'll try to to call on you. Um, but any any questions for Rob? Yes. I'm a, a Catholic visiting Christchurch with my wife, and uh, I grew up praying the Rosary with my family in the dining room. We prayed at night sometimes, not every night, but occasionally we would. Praying the rosary together, it, part of the Catholic tradition is at funerals yeah. or special occasions, special services and things, uh, Catholics will get together and pray the rosary. And I found your witnessing this morning to be quite refreshing, quite excellent, and a good description of what I understand the rosary to be and how it, what it means to me. I just want to let you know that you've done a wonderful job oh, thank you. today. Thank and you. I think that uh, there's a lot of Catholics that should have been here too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, you know, your answer, you asked me and I, I realized I, I forgot something. I, there, is one, there was one occasion where I was part of a corporate uh, praying of the rosary and it was uh, a, a student of mine at, uh, at my previous school in Texas, his grandmother died and the funeral, the, the wake was at um, a funeral home near where I lived. And so I, I drove over there and he was of uh, these Mexican descent. And so they had, it was in Spanish, but I, I, I did stay, I did stay for that. I, I, I knew just enough Spanish to really connect, but that was, that was the one time. And I remember the, I mean, we're talking like it was jam packed. It was like the click of beads was sort of like this, you know, constant kind of little, uh, noise in the background that that was maybe 10 10 years ago that's the only the only time i've i've prayed corporately after i had forgotten about that until you mentioned you mentioned that so thanks dave yes Dan. first of all please have a lot of nuggets in my mind from your talk there. but one thing in particular which was striking to me when you said meditation is a physical activity and a, Wondering if you could unpack that more, if you have any more to say about that. Just really struck me. It's been in my mind since you said it. Get me on the spot because I mean I really sort of came to understand that when I when I got into more into when I started reading up on on mindfulness, which isn't it's not my area. That's really your your area. But uh, there um, uh, with with great respect, for, uh, I mean that um, and you know the the I I, I think. You know, the idea that that we, I mean, I'm trying to think of any sort of any religious tradition, right? The, the, the approach to prayer always seems to involve some sort of physical 
like almost to necessitate some sort of physical thing, a change in our posture or the slowing of our breathing or the closing of our eyes or the bowing of our heads or, or something. And it's, I don't think that that's sort of incidental or just kind of, you know, doesn't mean anything. You know, Muslims turn toward Mecca because like it means something spiritual to them, but they are literally changing the direction and orientation of their physical bodies. And I think, I mean, we do it in church all the time. We, we stand, we kneel, we sit. And I, I think it, it's, it's something that we sort of take for granted. You know, we, we say, you know, in a room, let us pray. And everybody kind of bows their heads. And I think we sort of sometimes do it without like paying attention to what, to what we're really doing. And I think for me, jumping that step of, of sort of like taking it as, as sort of kind of a given, I think was a, um, a, it was not helpful to me in deepening. Like I was like, oh man, I'm, I've struggled with meditation and prayer. And so when I began to like sort of be a little more intentional in my approach and think about, okay, like, well, how am I going to, how am I going to sit and how do, how do I want to hold these beads um, or how do I want to, to pray or sit here and breathe? I found that when I, when I gave attention to that and, um, you know, I guess remembered that as I pray, I, I like, I'm not leaving my physical self behind, but I'm, I'm praying as if as a physical being, it was better. It, it, it was more helpful to me to sort of embrace that. I don't know if that answers your question, but I just sort of like, I mean, I think for years I thought prayer meditation, it's this thing you just have to, you have to learn the, the trick of it. You know, like I thought that the world was divided into people who got meditation and did not get meditation. And I was of the, and then I realized that that does not exist. It's not genetically or spiritually encoded uh, in us. It, it, we're all in the same, you know, it's just, I needed to just sort of refine my approach. I think for the, the rosary, like, you know, I, I, I think some of it amounts to the fact that I'm a, I'm a bit of a fidgeter. Like I, I have little sort of like, you know, physical, you know, uh, tick. I think it's why I like, I like knitting so much is because I can just sit here and just, you know, move my hands. Um, and so holding, holding something is, is helpful to me, but that, I mean, that's a physical, that, that's a physical thing. Um, and it's not to me separate and distinct from the spiritual side. So I, I don't know if that answers your question, but that, yeah, that's really important. I mean, I do meditation with my students in class and I, 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 they get so tired because I always say, okay, let's, let's pay attention a little bit. Let's give some attention to our physical selves. And they're like, <laughs> I'm like, come on, just, all you have to do is just sit, you know, feet on the floor. And they're like, you know, and they don't, and I'm like, it's very, it's not hard, but we're making it hard. And they, so, you know, and slowly over time they practice. And I say things like, well, how, how easy is it to sit still for just three minutes and just breathe? And they're like, it's hard. And I'm like, why is it hard? And they're like, I don't know. I've never thought about it. And I'm like, oh, good. Let's, we're going to think about it, you know? And we, over the course of a semester, I think it gets marginally better, but you know, um, that's, that's sort of my... <laughs> I think with uh, the physical part of, of prayer and meditation. Well, Rob, it's been really wonderful to have you here and, and sharing with us. We're, we're nearing the end of our, our time together. Um, but I'm always, I mean, you've given us so much to think about and to take 
and practice, but I'm also always interested in what are the resources, books, uh, podcasts, other types of things that that you find have found helpful for yourself that you might commend yes. to others. Um, uh, rosary or yes, or, or yes. anything related to the I, I Christian think, life. You know, um, I always commend you know the daily office uh, as as an important practice, and I, I will grant you you know picking up the prayer book and praying morning or evening prayer on your own might be might be a bit daunting, but it's a great resource that we have. Um, um, and I just, you know, um, it's, it is available to all people. You don't need to be any kind of special person or priest or anything to pray morning prayer. Uh, you know, it's, it's mostly um, reading, reading scripture, you know, reading the Psalms, which are, are a wealth of human expression. Um, so I always commend that one. Um, you know, um, you lent me a book that's still on my bookshelf um, called uh, Christian Proficiency, uh, which was a very sort of helpful book. But there, there are lots of books, uh, I think, in our tradition about, about prayer that I think can help us connect the dots and, and answer questions like, why should we pray the morning, morning prayer? Or, or what, it, you know, what, what is our sort of prayer life and tradition? Um, you know, in, in recent years, about 10 years ago, I read um, a book from another religious tradition. Uh, it's a pretty well-known book called The Miracle of Mindfulness by Thich Nhat Hanh. Um, and that, that really sort of um, was very helpful to me in sort of approaching my own kind of in a way that appreciated how meditation could, could help my life and how I could, you know, um, be a more, I mean, I, you know, for me, the goal is like, how do I be a more compassionate person? How can I be a vessel of compassion for other people? And a lot of it is, um, you know, I've got to unpack some of my own stuff and kind of try to be present. And um, um, it's very hard to be present all the time. So, you know, seeing how uh, mindfulness out of the Buddhist tradition found great expression in my own prayer life. And I, I think that was, um, that was really good. I, I, I think, um, you know, there are so many things in, there are so many available resources uh, to us. I, I just feel like people have to sort of, they kind of, you know, they've got to find, um, it's never been helpful to me when somebody has been like, you know, you've got to do this or you've got to do that. I, I I feel like life is a very sort of harried and and difficult and challenging place. We, we've got to do what what we what we can. And I, I'm also a believer that we I think we just all have spiritual different spirituality personality types. Um, you know, like Lectio Divina. I, it, it's I know some people who swear by it, and I've I've tried it because I felt like I should really do Lectio, and it's just never I've never been able to. It's never works for me, but I don't think it's bad. I'm sort of jealous of people for whom it works. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I'm not a wealth of, of, of resources, I fear, but. Well, no, that, that, that's really helpful and a, and a helpful word that, that there are, don't, don't beat yourself up if one of, one of these tools doesn't yes. work for you. And um, it, it is, as you said, all about just deepening your connection yes. to, to God. And um, so, 
And you, and you gave a perfect setup too, because next week our guest will be Dent Gitchell, who will be talking about his experiences with mindfulness practice and compassion. And, um, and so that, that's a great transition. Yeah, I hope I've set you up okay. <laughs> okay, good, all right. <laughs> well, uh, thank, thank you all for joining us. And um, we, we are coming